adversity, we all go through them. Today, we're going to talk about teaching our children to keep close to Jesus during the storms of life. My guest, Nagme Abedini Panahi, is a public speaker and Bible teacher. She made national news when she publicly advocated for the release of her then husband, Said Abedini, who was imprisoned in Iran for his Christian faith. Through Said's imprisonment, Nagme was not only able to bring worldwide attention to the plight of the persecuted Christians, but she was also able to proclaim the gospel to millions of people across the globe by speaking at human rights groups, major news outlets, the United States, the United Nations in Geneva, the European Parliament, Congress, and have personal meetings with President Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Nakme's story is a story of God saving an ordinary immigrant Muslim girl from Iran and using her to proclaim his gospel before kings. It is a story of finding lasting peace in the midst of persecution, loss, illness, and a continuously unstable world. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Nagme. It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, you have gone through many major storms of life from persecution to abuse. And sometimes these problems may not necessarily disappear for a very, very long time. And it's really, really hard. Turmoil might worsen at a time and sometimes you may wonder where where's God? Um, but we all know that God always has it under control. And it is in the midst of the moment and the journey that is hard, right? Um, that yeah. we all have issues in terms of like going through the journey. Now, you've gone through <laughs> so many, <laughs> and um, you know, and um, it's just incredible. I'm so honored to be able to just speak to you and I kind of want to know how did you handle those adversity and how did you keep close to Jesus? You know, as you said, I went through war and that brought me to Jesus. I got saved out of Islam because I, I came out of war and I questioned who God was and every suffering ever since, whether it's been um, advocating for my ex who was in prison in Iran and the abuse I'd gone through and then him coming out of prison and filing for divorce. And I guess my biggest fear was being a single mom and uh, facing that. And then recently, a few months ago, I lost my dad who I was very close with to COVID. And Mm, so sorry. um, That was probably the hardest. I'm still, uh, to be honest, dealing with uh, grief and anxiety over that. Um, He was a big support in my life and uh, every suffering has drawn me closer to Jesus and that's uh, what I can be thankful for mm-hmm. and um, it has uh, just uh, refined me mm-hmm. and it has given me compassion for people going through loss and abuse and suffering and you know uh, as a mom uh, I, I don't know what 
is ahead for my kids. They've already mm-hmm. gone through a lot. Their dad was in prison, then they've come through the divorce. So as they, uh, my daughter's 14 now, my son's 12. Mm-hmm. They've already gone through a lot, but I know there's a lot coming their way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> life is hard. There's storms of life. And as Christians, we go through the same storms, if not worse. But right. it's uh, learning how to stay close to God and find lasting peace that only He can give and even joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hardest time and teaching that to our children. I have to learn that first. My relationship right. with Christ is number one priority because if I don't have it together with God, if I don't spend time with God, then I can't really transfer anything over to my kids. So right. it's my relationship with God and then teaching my kids through the way I live. They're watching me very closely. They see me crying, praying on my knees. They see me reading the Bible. They see me playing scripture, playing worship music. So watching me and how I behave and also teaching them the word of God. Mm. Now you said that one of your greatest fear was being a single mother. Now, how did you or have you overcome that fear? And how has that impacted you and your children um, I know it's a load of questions and, and I'm going to have more, uh, but I, I kind of want you to go ahead first. Yeah, uh, the fear was being alone and mm-hmm. raising my kids, not having someone to process with. And of course, the finances of taking care of my kids on my own and, uh, you know, their school stuff, their emotional stuff. I always wanted a partner in life to go through life with. and. Mm-hmm my kids would marry and to be there with my husband to see them grow up and the most heartbreaking part was that not happening you know mm-hmm. being abandoned and being a single mom so there was finances uh, being alone there was uh, all these fears and my kids too I mean they long for a dad my mm-hmm. son loves play sports and I as a single mom I try to do things with them but I can't do all the things a dad can do and uh, that has been the heart most heartbreaking Mm-hmm. journey and my dad was kind of like a role model um dad figure in my kid's life and he would help him with school stuff especially math I'm not good with math and mm-hmm. when he passed away that was another suffering not only for me but for my kids so I've pointed them to God as their father and mm-hmm. that's where I've gone through you know this morning I was praying Lord help me with their school stuff because they're not doing as well as I want them to do and just every worry instead of thinking about it and worrying about it I take it to the Lord and I just get on my face literally I fall on my face on the floor and I just give it all to God and ask Mm -hmm. him to cover us and I do have lonely times but he God has really filled my loneliness Mm -hmm. I don't feel alone and he has really stepped into being, being a father to my kids. So, you know, uh, all the fears I had, um, God has really stepped in and uh, taken care of finances, our provision, mm. uh, emotional stuff. You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our, our daily pray. I always pray with, for the, with the kids. I say it's not just for me, it's not just the physical provision, but yeah. that they provide for me emotionally that day. Our emotions can be so up and down. Um, and psychologically, spiritually, especially again, like since my dad had dealt with COVID in July and then he passed away in August, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety. So the way I cope with it is just, I get on my face and I pray and 
uh, ask God for daily provision for my emotions and for right. calm peace. Now, as um, I guess as a mom going through all that situation when you were younger, you went through persecution. And then obviously, uh, when you met Saeed, you went through the abuse. And, you know, not just not just for you, you know, mentally abused um, or physical abuse, but for your children as well, because it is also very hard for them. Um, and of course, now going through the loss of your dad, have you ever felt like being mad at God or just like, God, when is it enough? I've had moments not mad, but feeling sorry for myself because I became a Christian at age nine and my focus since age nine was Christ. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, that was my hundred percent focus. I prayed for my parents to get saved. They were still Muslim. It took about a decade for them to get saved. I didn't date or do, I didn't party. I didn't do any of the worldly stuff at mm -hmm. all. Growing up in high school and college, I was either serving refugees, sharing the gospel, being in poor neighborhoods. And, and then I went to Iran as a missionary and I got caught up and I was persecuted. I had guns pointed to me uh, telling me to deny my faith and God rescued me from every one of those situations. But I guess I got caught up in a, um, my husband, my ex was very charismatic and I got caught up in a lot of deception. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was my first boyfriend, my first everything. And I went through probably the worst abuse anyone, I mean, physical abuse, sexual abuse, adultery. And I did feel sorry for myself because I was like, Lord, I came to Iran Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I saw thousands of Muslims gave their hearts to Christ, and I'm thankful for that. But I said, Lord, I came to serve you. Why did you allow me to get caught up in this that nearly destroyed me? It nearly just wiped me out. I, by the time I was married, be, before my husband was put in prison, we'd been married and I ran, uh, we'd been married eight years, and I was a dead person. I was an empty shell. Mm. I was uh, broken. I barely read my Bible. I barely prayed. So I felt sorry for myself, not necessarily mad at God, but God, you know, felt sorry for myself. And I realized what got caught me up in that was idolatry. A lot of times, you know, I was so close to God. And then I had this idolatry of marriage. Marriage. Mm -hmm. I was getting into my late 20s and I was like, I need to get. So it was really my own idolatry because there were warning signs. There was times where I felt the Holy Spirit give me warning signs about this relationship. And a couple times I tried to break it off. So after, you know, crying my heart out and feeling sorry for myself, I realized, you know what? Um, God got me through it. He was with me every step of the way, but it was, you know, like the Israelites, it was my own idolatry of marriage, of uh, uh, being willing to um, disobey the word of God in order to keep a relationship. Mm -hmm allow for certain boundaries, you know, sexual boundaries were crossed before we were married and allowing things, disobedience to the word of God, um, because there was that idolatry of marriage. And so I repented of that and, um, you know, God allows suffering and he allowed that suffering. He didn't allow right. me to die. He didn't allow me to die in the hands of, um, radicals. He can save me from that, but he allowed me to experience abuse. And, I, and I'm and i thankful for that because I would have judged every divorced woman. I would have not understood abuse if I hadn't walked through it. Unfortunately, we're like dumb sheep. Unless we walk through something, we really mm -hmm. don't understand it. And we can be so 
cruel and judgmental to other people right. suffering. Right. How do you tell your children when storms of life happens? I mean, you've gone through major storms of life and obviously we pray and hope that our children don't go through the same thing that we would go through or you would go through, you know, how do you tell your children when storms of life happens, you know, what are some practical manner and obviously spiritualists go to Jesus, but, um, how do you encourage them to even keep their eyes on Jesus? Well, one of the most comforting verses to me has been that God is rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. And I was recently reading, you know, Song of Solomon is really about our relationship with Christ, our bride, bridegroom. And I was reading a song, a song of Solomon chapter three, where uh, it says the maiden, the bride is in her bed and she's looking for her bridegroom he's not there and then she goes out in the street and he's not there and then she asks the watchman and he's you know and then she finds him and she clings to him and god reminded me it's just so important to diligently seek him even though it's and you know it's just she was in her bed it was night in the darkest times where it doesn't seem like he's there Mm. there's something about god wanting us to diligently seek him and that's what i tell my kids you know in their darkest time i say I know for a fact as an experience that when you diligently seek him, it is a promise in the Bible that he will be found. There's something about God wanting us to knock and keep knocking, seek mm-hmm. and seeking. So I found comfort in that initially when I cry out in my time of darkness and I don't feel him there, I keep knocking and he's always found. Fired. Mm-hmm. Diligence. It's required uh, emptying my time and, uh, you know, uh, 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 spending more time in prayer. And that's what I do with my kids the first year of, of the divorce, which was the hardest for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we w- woke up earlier in the morning. We did a devotionals together. We prayed about all of our worries. And, and I made sure uh, if we could in the middle of the day read some scripture. And at night we would read either scripture. We actually read um, Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm something, you know, encouraging from the Bible. So I made sure uh, I spent time with them in the war and taught them if my daughter would come say, mom, my tummy hurts. I'm so anxious. I would say, let's go to God in prayer. What's making you worried? And uh, my daughter actually started journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, She started, um, she learned guitar and singing. And so that's been her greatest way of now when she is really anxious i see she goes to her room she plays the guitar she makes up songs for god she journals Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's i it's been good to see that she's learning to do that to go to god when she gets anxious and she gets worried about things Right. That's, um, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, we are the greatest model, and we have to be able to model our relationship with Christ, um, rather than just keep preaching to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you lead by we lead by example. And so how can we tear down some of those lies and deceptions during the storm? I mean, you know, especially to children, right? Children may not necessarily understand that maybe the enemy is lying to them. Like, why did that have to go? Or why did this have to happen to us? How would you, how would you address that? Yeah, some of the suffering I don't understand. And I tell them I don't understand, but... I know God is good. We go back to the character of God. Mm-hmm. And again, one of the most comforting things that I go back to and I tell my kids is, if God did not withhold his only son from us, why would he withhold anything good? Mm. And so even suffering is for our good. It's refining us. It's drawing us close to him. 
and he doesn't, you know, a lot of our anxiety, a lot of my anxiety, I guess I was thinking about it today comes from my lack of faith that God really uh, is going to provide for me emotionally. It's being as the fear of being alone mm. uh, as the fear of being, you know, single all my life. What if I feel lonely or, or what is going to happen with my finances? And I have to get back to the character of God. He's carried me thus far. Right. Um, and we could be, you know, I work with a lot of women who are in abuse and work with a lot of, I talked to a lot of women who are in good marriages. All of us really can't get our fulfillment in a, in a person mm-hmm. and God's always going to give us that uneasiness, whether mm-hmm. it's in a relationship marriage or it's in a child going through stuff or it's in a sickness, there's always going to be something in our life that's going to make us unsettled. And that's our cue to be going to the God, God and pressing onto him and holding onto him and saying, I'm not going to let you go until you give me peace. Like the woman right. who was bleeding, like the woman who begged for her daughter's healing, you know, and right. you said, well, you know, uh, she kept begging and, and Jesus said, well, you know, I came for Israel. And she said, you know, even a bre- breadcrumb, you know, from the masters. Mm-hmm. So I remember those women who kept seeking and knocking and, and, and the unrighteous judge and all these stories, all these accounts and um, that God does answer when we're diligent. And he's a, he, uh, if he did not withhold his son from us, why would we think he's not a good God? He's not, he's going to withhold anything good from us. Right. And uh, it says a righteous man, I think it's Psalm 119. It says a righteous man is not afraid of bad news. A lot of times we're afraid of bad news. Mm-hmm. Know that God is good and every suffering he's going to be with us and he's going to use it for our spiritual good and for his glory. So I guess really digging into scripture with your kids, yeah. yourself and your kids and knowing the character of God is so soothing. The right. more you know who he is, how much he loves us. We're his children. He's not, an, he, we're not his enemies anymore. You know, through Christ, we're his friends. We're, we're his bride. We are his beloved. We're his daughters. And we have this intimacy with him that we can go to him and cry out. And he cares and he mm-hmm. listens and he will give us what's the best for us in our life. Amen. And God is also a very jealous God, right? And so when he sees that you are kind of swaying into a certain thing, like making an idol out of something else, God would usually come in and interrupt. He's like, no, it's me. You have to look at me. Yeah, if something's disturbing your peace, that's what I wrote. If something's disturbing my peace, stealing my joy, there had some idols being built, mm. some kind of idols being built. And that uneasiness needs to be taken to the Lord. And we need to repent of that. He is a jealous God. He does not want idols. Amen. So can you share with me some life verses that have helped you along the way, helped you and your children along the way? Yeah, I have them, you know, in front of me. Um, I think one of the best ones is Psalm um, 1, verses 2 through 3. I read that to my kids a lot. I, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night, like meditating mm. the word of God day and night, and to delight in the law of the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water. That's just so soothing that we, mm-hmm. we meditate on the word of God day and night. We, you know, I wake up, read scripture, and I memorize a scripture that I think about all day, and I keep going back to it. Um, the Lord promises that as we delight in His law, as we meditate, He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaves do, does not wither, and whatever He does, He prospers. He promises that we will prosper in whatever we do. 
and our, our leaves will not wither. So just the importance of meditating on the word of God day and night. And then about affliction, Psalm 119.71 says, it is good for me that I was afflicted. Mm that I may learn your statutes. So your word, like, uh, you know, it was good for me that, that I suffered so I could right. pay into your decrees, to your word. So a lot of times suffering brings us back to paying attention to the word of God. And so I tell that to the kids, you know, hey, this suffering is bringing us back to the word of God. And then my life verse, which I, sh- I share quite often with my friends and my kids is uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight that's a promise that as we uh, trust in the lord as we look to him as we acknowledge him he will make our path straight you mm-hmm. know amen will make things clear for us if we're if there's any confusion and he has done this in my life so mm-hmm. many amen god's word is so good and we need it daily we need to fill our cup daily especially in this day and age you know there's just so much that's going on and if we don't have it, it like you said something in us will kind of be not at peace you know because god wants us to be with him yeah so- the world gives us anxiety and depression. Right. It's you just continually have to look to God and his worth is so soothing. Mm. Spending time in prayer is so soothing. Amen. So can you share with me some actionable tips that you would suggest to moms who need encouragement in this area whereby they need to keep close to Jesus and to teach their children how to keep close to Jesus? Yeah, I would, um, if there's anything that's stealing your peace and joy, go to the Lord with it mm-hmm. and say, okay, Lord, what is it? What am I looking? Is it something in the future that I want that's, that I don't have? That's mm. What is it that's stealing my peace and joy? And to have God reveal that to you and repent of it, um, because it's something's distracting us from God. And um, I think practical ways is really to carve out time with the Lord. Um, and teach the kids to do that. It was really hard for me when I was going through my divorce. I mm-hmm. was really exhausted, but I made sure we got up earlier. I opened the word and mm-hmm. we read more together. We went through the book of Matthew. We went through the gospels. We would read verse by verse. And I would ask my kids, what do you think God's saying here? And we would ask that the Holy Spirit would teach us and reveal his word to us. And it was so soothing, but it was hard. I really had to fight for it yeah, because I didn't have the energy for it. Right. And to get up, open the Bible, and go verse by verse with the kids and just pray. Mm. And then, uh, like, a, really faith books of, you know, heroes of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, you know, we would read that at night. And one of the best books, again, I read with them was Pilgrim's Progress. Just that this world is not our own and our focus should be God and all the trials. But really fight for your time um, with the Lord and with the kids. Really make sure you spend time in scripture with the kids because that's the, really the only thing you can give them. You know, we can give them advice and this and that, but really the only thing you can give them in life that's going to get them through whatever trial they're going to face, which they will be facing trials. Mm-hmm. Right. They will in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It, them Jesus and to teach them run to Jesus the moment you feel like you're crumbling anxiety's feeling you you're you've lost your joy and you've lost your peace run to Jesus and keep running until he gives it to you keep clinging to that cloak amen as he promises and that's been the number one thing that I try to teach my kids is keep running to Jesus don't give up even if it feels like a dark time and he's not there he will he does reward those who diligently seek him 
Amen. Now, Nagme, we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Yeah, you know, recently we, a lot of us have prayed about um, that. If I think it's uh, Chronicles, you know, seven fourteen that um, talks about, you know, mm-hmm. if, as the people of God, we would repent of our ways. Yeah. He would heal our land. And I just think we forget repentance is not part of our daily life anymore. Mm. I think it's so important to daily go to the Lord and repent of ways we've drifted and to really have him reveal idols in our life because our hearts are idol factories. We do build up things and we add culture from around us. Mm-hmm. There's things that are defiling us that we continue need to be cleansed. We need to repent of. And God promises us when we repent, when we, you know, daily go to him and say, Oh gosh, you know, Lord, I, I looked here when I should have looked to you. I looked to my husband or I looked to my kids or I looked to finances for peace when I should look to you and trust mm. in you. And just that just that d- the daily repentance and really processing your life with the Lord. Why? What is stealing my joy and peace? That's what I take to the Lord every night. If I'm on social media too long, I, I do get that. Right. I do get angry. And I go to the Lord, what's stealing my peace? Is it the politics? Mm. Is it the coronavirus? Is it fear of this? What is it, Lord? And help me to focus back on you. And mm. so I do that almost every night. I take it to the Lord and I and I process my day with the Lord. Right. I think we kind of have to, only because you don't want to have a gap between God and something else, because He is our greatest access, and we don't want to lose that relationship. We will never lose that relationship with, oh. with Him. It's just that if we do not address it then, then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and cloudier and cloudier and we don't get to see it. And so can grow cold too. Exactly. Right. And, um, and I love uh, that reminder, you know, just for each of us to repent daily of our sins, uh, no matter what that is, because we sin every single day. And so thank you so much for that reminder. And I just kind of want to thank you again for coming on the show. It was really, really a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.